we will start off with a mental toughness. It's a competition to be in our program. And that mental toughness brings young people together and tests their skill levels, tests their ability to work as a team, to see if they're really, really cut out for a youth build program. You're listening to The Working Man Interview, a podcast about building purpose with conversations on issues facing men in the middle class. Hosted by Rutland Walker, founder of Union Up. With all the fallout from COVID-19, some industries have been deemed essential and others non-essential. The non-essential businesses have shut down for the most part, while essential businesses have been allowed to continue. And one of those businesses deemed essential in most markets is construction and the skilled trades And I got to thinking about our young people, those that are currently in high school or recently out of high school, who might otherwise not give the construction trades a second look and may now be thinking about a different path to a better career opportunity given what careers are deemed essential. And I, uh, many young people may not understand their options to learn a skill or they don't know where to get started, which led me to our guest today. I'd like to welcome Christina Smith who is the project director for the Georgia Building Trades Academy Youth Build Program. Do you go by Christina or Christy? Um, actually, I, my students call me Christy, but when I'm out in public, I say Christina. But that relationship that I have with my young people, I just tell them to call me Miss Christy. Okay. Can I call you Christy? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so Youth Build is essentially a program that helps young people train in the construction trades, correct? That is correct. In your definition, what is Youth Build and how did you get involved in it? Youth Build, I would say, is a movement, and it's a movement in the skills trade industry. Uh, When I started working with young people, I was working with uh, the workforces, helping young people who were in school or out of school, 16 to 24, help them find their way as a career. And what I found out was a lot of young people are not interested in the careers, I, I call them old careers, like the, your choices are a doctor, a lawyer, maybe a firefighter. They wanted something new. They wanted something different. And so when I got recruited actually by YouthBuild and found out that there were so many trades open up to young people and there's such a need for it, such as electrical, sheet metal workers, masonry, plumbing, and found out that these young people really like to work with their hands. And But they were not aware that this was a career in a construction trade and how valuable um, that the trades are for our country. And so when I found out that, okay, wow, this is hands-on training. Um, it doesn't cost the participant anything. All they have to do is show up. And if you don't have a, a GED or a high school diploma, that we would help you attain that. I said, I have to be a part of this program because um, one of my personal goals is to help young people reach their full potential. I agree. Um, I'm a father of three boys myself. I know that not everybody is cut out or wants to go to college. There's a lot of people out there that have a seemingly insurmountable amount of debt and have gotten degrees that may or may not suit their career goals. So I'm very in tune with that. And of course, my firm works with construction trade unions all over the country. So it's a ministry of mine as well. I wanted to ask you, what can a young person expect out of the Youth Build program? In other words, what is a typical day like? 
Well, the best thing is there's no typical day. Um, it's almost like in construction. You have an outline of what you're going to do that day, and you're hoping it's going to go to plan. Uh, but at any moment, anything may come up. And one of the good things about our program is that we, we will start off with a mental toughness. It's a competition um, to be in our program. And that mental toughness and it's like more of an orientation brings young people together and test their skill levels, test their ability to work as a team, um, to see if they're really, really cut out for a youthville program. Because unfortunately, we can't take everybody. But for my grant, we start off with about 32 participants. They compete for those slots. And usually a day would be you will do education in the morning, and you would do construction in the evening, and sometimes we flip that schedule. We try to keep it versatile, so we don't like to be bored, so we don't want the participants to be bored. So sometimes we'll have a work site. We actually have a work site where we'll go out and use hands-on training. So we may work with a partner uh, doing drywall. We might be doing painting. We may be doing roofing. We might be installing windows. So they can get that hands-on experience. And just like an apprenticeship, you still have your education part to do. And that's why we try to keep it similar to an apprenticeship class. But all in all, it's exciting. It's definitely not your run-of-the-mill type of program where we run a lot of people through there. If I had to describe it, it's totally fun. And it's something different. It's out the norm. So if a young person is looking for something different, the Youthville program at the Georgia Bill and Trades Academy is one they should look into. So you said 16 to 24-year-olds. Yeah. Do you typically have kids that young, or is it more kids in their early 20s? Or what's your, what's your student body look like? So most of my students are usually either 18 and up. Um, we have a lot of interest from 16-year-olds, but a lot of times they're not quite sure what they really want to do. And I've realized by the time they get 18, 19, they're really starting to think seriously about uh, a career and they want to make some real money and they're not looking to do fast food. They're looking there or they're looking for something that will get them ahead of their peers. Uh, and I say that because the, the apprenticeship program, the pre-apprenticeship program that we have is a pathway to apprenticeship. And what that means is we'll give you an overview of what it's like to um, do certain trades and you find out what your personal skill level is. So you say, you know what, I really realized that I'm really good at painting. And through this program, I found that out. And once I leave here, I plan to go into the painters union. Well, we help facilitate that. They Once they finish our program, they have direct entry into an apprenticeship and they get, they'll get a job, they'll get training. And once they finish their four to five year apprenticeship, they'll become masters in their trade. How long is the program, by the way? Oh, the program is nine months. Due to the COVID-19 situation that we're having right now, we'll probably fast track that. So we'll probably, instead of nine months, we'll try to fit as much as we can into a good seven to eight months. But at the same time, we won't leave anyone behind. So if a person needs extra training, we'll make sure they get it. But you, when I say nine months, a lot of people go, oh, man, that's a long time. But actuality, it goes so fast. Um, you'll get your MC3 certification through us. It's only offered through trades programs, or you have to apply for permission to teach that uh, curriculum. And they'll get their uh, certifications and safety certifications with us as well once they complete the program. Is it a full-time program, or can they work while they're doing it, or how does that work? So our program is from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., 
Um, and we encourage all participants to work and have part-time jobs after 3 p.m. So we try to get that flexibility so they'll have time to work from like 4 to 10 or 4 to 12 so they can actually earn money. And we want that because we want them to understand what it's like to work and go to training at the same time. Are they typically working in those jobs after 3 p.m.? Are, are those jobs typically in construction or are they just a varied number of businesses? There's usually a varied number of businesses because most young people that come to us, this is their first time actually dealing in trade-specific training and they get the skills from us. And once they finish that training, then their next job is definitely going to be in that trade area. Some of our students finish um, before others. So say, for instance, a young person already has their high school diploma and they've been out of school and they were looking for a program such as ours and they qualified, they will probably finish a program sooner. And then once they finish, they're able to do what we call an internship where they actually get to go to a, a real construction site um, business and uh, work and get paid during that time that they're working. So you said once they qualified, how do they go about getting involved? What are the qualifications to be in Georgia's Youth Build program? So one of our, we are funded by the Department of Labor. And so a couple of our qualifications is young people need to be the age of 16 to 24. And then it varies. Some people, uh, if you're low income, that would make you a qualifier, meaning that you get food stamps or some type of government assistance. The second thing is that if you've had some issue with the law before and you have some things on your record, that's one of our qualifications as well. Um, if you have that on your record, you could be eligible. If you have a record, you can be eligible. Another one, if you're in foster care, um, that you would be eligible or homeless. And if you don't meet any of those qualifications, uh, one of the things is you have to be basic skills deficient. And that what that means is we'll give you a, a test. It's a test of basic skills to test your reading and math skills. And if you score below a ninth grade level, then you would be eligible for our program. And so how do you handle that when they, they because when in the construction trades, particularly in, in some of them, you know, there has to be some level of understanding of math and, and, and different things like that. How do you go about getting them ready for that? Um, one of those things is we test their math skills um, during mental toughness as well. Sometimes we realize that the way that they were taught in school didn't kind of click with them. And so when we're going through mental toughness and we're doing some of these um, drills that we realize that we have changed the way that we teach our young people and their math skills or where they thought they were horrible in math, they're actually outstanding in math. It was just the way their brains were thinking. Because one thing about it, we're hands-on training, right? So we're actually showing you, okay, this is the math. Um, but if we're going to do some measurements, this is the hands-on how you measure, and this is why we do it. And for some reason, it clicks, and then next thing I know, it's like I'll go from a person who hates math to a lover in math. Yeah, so it's more an applied mathematics rather than theoretical in a classroom. Correct. How do you recruit? How do you find your, your students? This has always been a struggle for all youthful programs because a lot of the young people, they may not be out, you know, they kind of stay home or they may be working a part-time job. We reach out to our partners, such as uh, um, the school systems, uh, counselors, churches. Um, we're actually just putting out signs throughout the city and um, near gas stations and places where you can pick up food so people can see where we are. We also started our Instagram 
which is um, GABTA, G-A-B-T-A, which stands for Georgia Building Trades Academy. Uh, we have our Instagram that we're trying to push out information so young people can find us and, and sign up for our program. What does it take to be successful in this program? I mean, how do you, when you see people who've completed the program, what traits do you see that would make it where they have success here? My most successful students are the ones that listen to us. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but a lot of times as a young person, you think you know what it takes to get into a certain career. But if you do exactly what we tell you to do, like show up on time, Make sure that you're listening. Make sure that you are working well with others. When we're doing instruction, make sure that you are present in the moment. Uh, Make sure you're interacting with your team members. And those things that we tell you to do, that we know that employers have actually drilled down in in us as a program to say, this is what we're looking for when we're trying to hire someone um, uh, or enter someone into an apprenticeship. Those are my most successful people that finish our program. So I love the fact that you give people a second chance. I mean, maybe they made a mistake, got in trouble with the law of some sort when they were younger. Absolutely. Have you been through the court systems or probation officers or some way, some sort of law enforcement way to disseminate this information to somebody who realized the error of their ways and they said, you know, I really need to get my act together and this is a good way to do it. Have you, have you gone down that route? Uh, So actually, um, we make sure that we do reach out to um, like the juvenile justice system. And some judges have even heard about our program and refer students over to our program. And that's one of the things that I've actually had people who had probation officers uh, reduce their probation or get rid of their probation altogether because they complete the program. And, and a lot of that stemmed from them just following what they said they were going to do. They said they were going to sign up for the program and finish it and get their GED and get a job. And um, the court systems love to see how a, a young person can progress through a program like ours and feel like, hey, you know what, you messed up before, but you really took this program seriously and you're a totally different person because you've gained so many skills and you're such an asset to our community that they'll they'll reduce their sentencing. And it gives them some purpose. Correct. I mean, there's a dearth of purpose, I think, more than anything, particularly among young people. They're not sure what their place is in the world and mm. not sure what their purpose is. And I love this program for that very reason. Do you typically get inquiries from the students themselves or do parents reach out to you or, or how do you typically get your inquiries? So usually it's word of mouth and it may come from grandmothers, uncles, aunts, mentors, uh, people who have finished the UFIL program before, and then they reach out to us and say, hey, you know, I, uh, I was given your information about a UFIL program, you know, I'd like to know more. And to me, that means a lot when a young person reaches out to you and we take it very seriously. It's definitely not a situation where when you call, there's this long drawn out process and then you have to wait in this long line. No, we take each applicant very seriously and we listen. And I think that's one of the reasons as a youth uh, movement throughout the country, we've been very successful as a program. Have you seen some young people that come in that you may have been iffy on to begin with, but have seen sort of a transformation? And if you have, can you share that story? Yes. I had a young participant that was in our program. I didn't think he was going to make it at all. He didn't show up on time. He did not work well with others. And I sent him home plenty of times for sleeping in class. 
And I just said, hey, you're going down this road. This may not be the program for you. You might need to find something else. And after we had that talk, he did a total 360 degrees. He ended up being my student of the year. And what that means is that he was respected by all of his peers. He was on time. He completed all his certifications, got his GED, entered an apprenticeship, and was a mentor to his other peers and totally shocked everyone. And he says it really just took the youthful program for him to find purpose to figure out what he wanted to do, why he wanted to do it. And next thing I know, he's on Instagram showing how he's doing electrical work. And he entered into the IBEW apprenticeship and something that he loves, electrical work. That's awesome. Is it as simple as I think young people, sometimes they don't even know what it means to be held accountable. Do you Mm. find that to be the case? And once they do, that gives them purpose. You know, like, wow, there's something other than just me here. I need to be. They've never had a situation where anybody has held them accountable. Right, right. I think a lot of young people are just told what to do and, and listen to adults when they're talking. And when I tell you to do something, you do it. And then when it's the time for them to hear your own voice and say, hey, what do you want to do? What do you see yourself in the future? I usually get silent because it, you're expecting someone to tell you where you should be. And having to be accountable just for yourself is huge. And so we go through our program just finding out who you are. Why do you do the things you do? What, what makes you uh, special? And why should you be held accountable for your actions? And a lot of our young people who come to our program, their actions got them, got them to their program. Either you didn't, you failed to do your work in school, or when you finished school, you had no idea what you wanted to do, so you just did nothing. And that's accountability in itself. And so what we want to do is we want to make sure that we hear you, but we need you to hear yourself and say, hey, why am I here? What's my purpose? And I, I believe every young person has a purpose. They just need to find out what it is for them. I agree. So over nine months, that's a quite, and even fast track seven or eight months, that's, that's a nice comprehensive program. What, what do they learn month to month in the program? Well, we like to start off with increasing their math and reading comprehension skills. We realize that increasing those skills make them more valuable once they leave our program. And I like to do it competition style. You know, everyone learns in a different way, but we realize that for our program and for our purposes, that interaction is what's needed and that camaraderie to work with a team and work with teammates. So we will break up in groups and we'll do math drills. We'll do, sometimes we'll actually have a, a nail, uh, who can hammer a nail the fastest or who could uh, build a bridge. And we'll sometimes we'll use construction paper and just to see how well you're working with a team and to bring, build camaraderie with your team members because you're going to be with them a long time, you know, nine months, and you can really get on each other's nerves or you can really lift each other up. And what we like to see is that there's a group of people with the same purpose and the same goals going the same direction. So when it's time to move on into your their different apprenticeships, that you have somebody to lean on, to give a phone call and say, hey, how's your apprenticeship going? Mine's going great. Or I'm had a, I had a rough day at my apprenticeship. You know, I I need to hear a word. I feel like I want to walk out, which a lot of people do feel like on their regular job that it's a lot I want to walk out. And so you have a group of peers that you can lean on at the end of our program. That's awesome. And this is in Atlanta, Georgia, yes? 
Yes, we're in Atlanta, Georgia. We're located in the IBEW, which is the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, uh, on 501 Pulliam Street, and we're on the fourth floor right now. We are closed, but however, we're open for business online. Um, We're actually going to start our online Instagram so we can reach out and have face-to-face conversations with young people who may be interested. Um, So all they have to do is follow our Instagram page at G-A-B-T-A, Georgia Bill and Trades Academy. That's what it stands for, uh, Youth Bill Program. And they can watch some of our tutorials and actually get to know us. And I'll put those links in the in the text that we publish. So are there programs like this? Do you have affiliate programs if somebody's listening in another part of the country or another part of the state and they can't get to Atlanta? Are there programs like this in other parts of the country? Absolutely. Youthville USA is actually nationwide. Um, we have programs, California, New York, uh, Ohio, and we also have Hawaii. And we have one in Africa. And it's a total movement for young people to find their full potential. And so one of the things we have in Youthville is once you feel, always you feel. So if you finish our program and you go to another state and there's another Youthville program, they will open you with open arms. Um, they will help you whatever you need help with. And I think that's one of the good things about being a part of a movement so big. Christy, that is great, and I'm glad you're in the position you're in. If someone is interested in this program, what's the easiest way to get involved? Easiest way to get involved is to actually uh, give us a call, or, or you can send me an email, and we'll definitely get in touch however you want to help, or if it's something you want to participate in, or, or if you'd like to hear me come speak to your church or a gathering that you may be having. Um, an online social event, I'll show up and talk about our program and see how I can help you help your young people. I'll post all that in the notes as well for anybody that might be interested. Christy, I appreciate your time. Good luck with Youth Build, and I hope to talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to The Working Man Interview, a podcast about building a purpose, brought to you by Union Up. For more episodes and more information, visit unionup.net.